Hey guys, today on your faves faves, I am sitting down with Priyanka Chopra and we're talking hot sauce. Yes, I always tell guests that they can bring whatever their favorite thing is and this gorgeous, beautiful, incredible woman who I feel like maybe wants to be my best friend, I'm not sure yet, but my fingers are crossed, chose hot sauce. She's really passionate about spicy food, which was hilarious because me, not so much. Today, we're talking through her favorite sauces. And if you are also someone who loves spicy food, please check in with us on social media. Tag me, tag Priyanka, and tell us, did you agree with her list? Are there some sauces she forgot? Tell us what you thought. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is your faves faves. I have some questions about spice before we jump into your choices. Let's do do you put hot sauce on everything? Are you like, you want it a little bit on everything or is it certain dishes? Tell me how it plays a role in your life. Almost everything. Okay. I love hot sauce because I just think it makes everything better. Okay. Unless something is already perfect, which happens sometimes. Okay. You know? Like Wagamama has this amazing katsu chicken with, you know, firecracker sauce. That's like perfect spice. So you never need to put hot sauce on it, you know? Okay. But are you telling me that if something isn't spicy, I'm, you know, a pasta dish, you're going to make it spicy? Or is this just certain yes. kinds of food? Oh, wow. Okay. I, I just, even in like cheese pasta, sometimes I need... You get a little something. A little spice. Okay. You know, I'm okay with a bland palate <laughs> because, you know, it's a choice. You know, some people need to not have an explosion in your mouth every time you put your, right. you know, a meal in. But I come from a country where, you know, you every meal is sort of an explosion of, of flavors. So sometimes it becomes too bland for me. So I always have, you know, I learned from Beyonce hot sauce in your hot, hot, sauce, in hot your sauce in your bag. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, what Especially on set, I always have. <laughs> okay, so Queen you Bay teaches us how to right. live. Honestly, did you happen to see her year-end review video? No, I haven't seen it. It was amazing. Okay. Oh, it was to. so amazing. And I was like, why are you the greatest at all everything? It was just this collection of because like, here was my 2020. Beyonce. Right, right. It's, ugh. It's too We can't too compare. I know. I know. <laughs> I feel like I know it's not would not be healthy for any of us, but I think what the world needs is a is a tour from her and that would sort of just restore order if we could see her. Oh in my person. gosh. It would be amazing. <sighs> Man. And I'm getting off topic as per usual. <laughs> you are presenting your top five favorite hot sauces. Yes, my okay. top five favorite hot sauces, and obviously they're here with me, except one, which I finished a couple of days ago. This is a favorite, you know, fan Classic. favorite. It's a Cholula. <laughs> it's, um, everyone loves it. The original is great. I usually love the green one too, mm -hmm. which is like a jalapeno one. That really works well with breakfast, you know, like eggs and a little avocado and a little, you know, you know, hot sauce with jalapeno Cholula, which is great. And this is in no particular order. Right. Second is a good old Tabasco. Sometimes a good old Tabasco in like spaghetti and meatballs or, okay. you know, red sauce based sandwiches are great. Also in a Bloody Mary, but 
I'll take it in mostly anything. My favorite is that you just said red sauce based sandwiches, meaning like a meatball sub. Like a meatball sub. Yeah. Okay. Any red sauce thing, Tabasco always works in. Okay. I think it's the acidity level maybe. Right. But it always works really well. Now, let me ask this because you're in (laughs) London. Is that right? Yes, I am. This is such a dumb question, but are these hot sauces easily accessible in London? Yeah, I got a few of them from, I think most, London has its own kinds of hot sauces. I got this cayenne hot sauce from um, the Caribbean. I I love finding like hot sauces from different parts of the world. They give me a lot of joy. But this one is really special. This is the Thai dragon shiracha, black fire sauce. So... It's a shiracha, but it's Thai naga, black fire, and it is fire. It's amazing for usually for more wholesome meals, but on meats, it's great. Even on vegetables sometimes, but it's super fire if you really like super fire. I don't. I don't like super fire at all. I'm the biggest weenie ever. <laughs> but That's why I'm watching this. So like, what is happening right now? Okay. 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 Uh, Girl, when you meet an Indian, you learn everything about spice. I know. I need to get in on it. This one is very, very spicy. It literally says on it, it stings. This is a chili farm scorpion chili sauce, which I found here in London, actually. And it is like, it's made with fresh Trinidad scorpion chilies. And it's like mind-blowingly spicy. But... Just for you not to be afraid of trying spicy things, Rachel, I think what you should try is a hot sauce called truff. Truff is basically such a genius idea and it's truffle in these different kinds of different flavors of hot sauces, different spices of hot sauces. I gave a lot of people this on Christmas this year. It has three different kinds, but truff is my favorite, favorite hot sauce at the moment. So I'm curious about the scorpion one. I just want to circle back to that for a second. <laughs> that it stings you. What on earth would you put that on? Anything, but you have to just put a little bit of it. Um, I, I put it on. I put it on my avocado toast. I'll put it on like pasta, meats, fish. You're like vegetables. when I really I put, need like just a punch in the taste buds. I'm gonna go. No, it just open up opens up your sinuses. It kicks your ass. You're okay. awake. You want like, you know, it's just like life opens up suddenly. And I also just really like it. But what it says is really funny. Made with our fresh Trinidad scorpion chilies, which have been measured at over 1.4 million Scoville heat units. Girl, I mean, you are legit. <laughs> I am like, is your refrigerator? Do you just have like a wall of 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 sauce? I do. <laughs> That's right. I do. It's really funny. But whenever we, I like having dinner on like a dining table now. Since I got married to a man who likes doing that, every time the dining table is laid, there's nine sauces that come up. <laughs> there's like nine kinds of hot sauces, and I take a lot of pride in my hot sauce collection. I feel, I mean, honestly, I feel like it's important for <laughs> listeners to understand that you just had these at the ready. This was not, yeah, you didn't prepare. Ready. You were like, let me just, I'll just run downstairs to the sauce I'll cabinet. just go to my fridge and grab you my favorite hot sauce. <laughs> right. Have you guys, like, uh, I don't know why hot sauce and takeout are the things that pop into my head, but do you have you, like the rest of the world, been having all the takeout in this last 10 months or you guys been cooking at home? Oh, yeah. 
I can't cook. I don't know how to cook at all. <laughs> um, my husband makes sandwiches. That, that Those are great. It feels like a man sandwiches. kind of thing to do. So we would survive. He makes eggs and stuff too. So we would survive, but I can't. I don't know how to turn on a stove. I've never learned. And I, as long as I have Postmates, I don't want to. <laughs> right. It's so key, <laughs> though I do feel like I for sure gained some solid DoorDash weight in this season. I I'm just did. Like, oh, I can just get a burrito. I did too. But what also happened during this time for me was I started consistently working out, which I, you know, used to use as an excuse because I've traveled. I used to be like, I'm jet lagged or I just landed last night or I'm going to work. Like I wouldn't consistently work out. But because I was home and I was working on Zooms around my time, I really have gotten used to training every day. So I've sort of been able to enjoy the food at the same time, feel right. like I was getting healthier and not like putting on that crazy weight, which, right. you know, all of us do, especially yeah. in your 30s. Yes. You know, when you're just sitting on a couch watching TV and eating a burrito. Right, right. What are your favorite <laughs> um, workouts? What have you discovered this year? I've been doing a lot of functional and I think you don't really need very much. And, mm -hmm. you know, and there's really no excuses is one thing that I've discovered um, through my life. I've made so many excuses about not training, but it's super easy, you know, just like squats, push-ups, like a little bit of cardio, but just, you know, pretend skipping or just jumping and to be able to do like lunges. It's like, you could do it anywhere. I do it in my trailer now for like yeah. 10 minutes. And even that much makes sense uh, and makes a difference. If you just do it, it's about consistency, I've realized. And I didn't really care about working out. In fact, I was that girl who was like, oh, I can eat burgers and I don't need to work out because I had a crazy metabolism. 30s, changes. <laughs> right. 35, right. changes big time. And um, now I'm trying to catch up. <laughs> there you go. But I do feel like the energy, like that's something that you discover when you start working out more is that it's sort of like to have the energy you want to have, you have to make it. You have to literally mm -hmm. make it in your body by doing things, even you're talking about functional fitness and doing some stuff that you're sort of generating. Because I always feel better emotionally. I feel more focused. Like I am so much better of a human if I can get the workout in in the morning. I feel like I didn't, I didn't see that. <laughs> I, I my legs hurt. I get very tired after right. I work out. I hate it. I don't like it. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> but I will. <laughs> but I will tell you, when you see your body and you see it, you know, changing. Right. And you're like, oh, you know, I see abs that I haven't yeah. seen for a while. Or um, I see my pelvic bone now. Hey, yeah. how are you? Yeah. You know, nice stuff to see like you that. again. Yeah. yeah, good to see you, friend. And, you know, that kind of was my motivation. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to get up in the morning and do this. Not because I like it. Don't right. get me wrong. Just because I want to see what it does to my body. <laughs> are you, are you working right now? Did you say that you're doing a movie right now? Is that right? I just finished filming okay. a movie. I'm in prep for a TV show okay. um, for Amazon. And so what was that like to sort of you're, I, I would imagine always wanting to be at your best when you're filming something, but sort of doing it with this added layer of the world is different now and you're in pods and you have a mask and we're trying to make sure that everybody's safe. Like, did that feel like this extra level of physicality or emotional strain to sort of be in that situation? 
it felt daunting, Rachel. Yeah. I mean, it still does because, you know, who knows when we're going to have access to the vaccine and, you know, people are consuming so much entertainment that we're making it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and actors are on set and we're filming. And But what is, what is crazy is, you know, the actors are the only ones who have to take off their masks, you know, and we are, even though we're in a very safe environment and everyone's protected and, you know, you know, yeah. you're in pop, people are away from you. But we have to take the mask off. And that's a really scary feeling. I haven't done that outside of like my house uh, and set. I don't know now what a weird thing to say, but it is, you know, it's it's kind of daunting. Did you have a period of time, though, where you weren't filming like when production yes, was down? I had because, six months. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm so curious for people who it sounds like, you know, you've been in this industry for 20 years unless I'm mistaken. Is that right? 20 years? Last year. It was 20 year anniversary. Yeah. So I'm imagining that you have just worked. You've just been working for 20 years. Like what did it feel like to all of a sudden have all of these things? This is, you know, I'm going to go here and this is the lever that I pull and the thing that I do. And all of a sudden that is removed. Did that feel stressful to kind of or was it like, holy crap, I finally can take a nap and finish my book and do the things I want to do? Was, well, it was kind of a journey. Initially, I mean, I don't remember the last time I've been in one place for six months. I right. don't remember it ever. Like, I don't remember it at all. I, maybe when I was in high school, when I was in school, but not since then, for sure. So initially, I was like, yeah, party, let's go. You know, this is going to be like a vacation. You know, I'm hanging out and you know, let's, let's open up the wine and watch movies and got real old real quick. (laughs) In like two weeks, I was like, you know, like, what are we doing? And it started feeling just sort of strange. And, um, you know, I used to go through ups and downs of feeling like, I want to be at work and, you know, then feeling overwhelmed by reading about so many people who are not being, not going to work. And, Mm -hmm just being aware of what was happening in the world really just made me sort of incubate. And I was like, all right, I'm going to find the five things that I'm grateful for every day and, you know, start focusing on finding a sense of purpose. But initially it was a big party for me in my head because I was like, yeah, that's so rad. I get time on a binge watch TV. I'm not going to shower for two days. I'm going to live in sweats. It'll be great. But no, (laughs) we got over that. (laughs) Absolutely. But I do think that that space or that stillness, at least for me and for my girlfriends, we were just talking about this yesterday, that I discovered so many things about myself, like really beautiful things and also things that I was sort of disappointed to kind of see and like, oh, we need to still work on that. And that's probably something we should talk to the therapist about. And things sort of bubbled up. And there was a beauty in that disruption. And I think I have to look at that time as that because last year was so hard. And one of my intentions in life is always to see how even the hardest seasons give us something that we can learn something or glean mm. something from the process. But I I was really fascinated by just sort of like, oh, without the busyness and without the travel and without the speed at which I was moving through life, who am I really? And what's really going on in my heart and what really needs to be worked through. So I love the honesty of that, that like we, it was emotions, right? There were times where it was like, it was so many different feelings. Yeah. I also, for me, 
I would have never had this kind of time with my husband. We both have insanely different individual careers that keep us in various parts of the world. And so this was such a blessing, you know, to be able to get to know each other, to get, you know, move into our new home, to understand each other's habits in like a real stable environment. And it was really, it was really cool. And that's like, I, I view it as a gift. The, the beauty of being human is that we can hold something hard, like acknowledge that this was hard and acknowledge that we are privileged to even be in quarantine because so many Absolutely. people don't have that privilege. And also, have a place to quarantine. right. And also that there were great things that came out of it. You wrote a book. I mean, that happened I, for you I in finished quarantine. You finished I your book. I would have book. never finished my book. My publisher would have killed me. Right. Um, but this was... The only way I finished the book. <laughs> so tell us about the book. When does it come out? Give us all the juicy details. Well, the book is very, very sort of personal. I didn't expect it to be. But I think during quarantine and being able to have the luxury of time, I really delved in deeper than I even I anticipated. And I'm grateful that I actually did. And any other time, this would have been a very different book. But it caught me at a vulnerable moment in my life and a vulnerable moment in the world that, were, you know, I was daunted and I was overcome and it became really a real sort of dissection of my failures, my struggles, my sorrows, more than sort of, um, you know, a, a, like more than my laurels or my achievements. That's not what this book is about. So I hope, you know, whoever comes across it or reads it, it, you know, for the ones who, for people who know me, you know, you'll get to know me a little bit more than an Instagram post or a piece of, you know, gossip news, uh, maybe as a human being, as a person, as a girl. And for people who don't know me, I hope that, you know, they come across like a story of a girl who's, you know, made a solid career for herself, um, coming from a small town, unassuming family, and a career that I'm proud of, which has been self-made um, on my own back. And I hope like that's sort of inspiring that if I can do it, anyone else can do it. So it comes out February 9th. It's my first book. So I'm terrified, of course. <laughs> I was also recording the audiobook. It's so funny. And of course, you've done this so much. So you know this already. But I was recording the audiobook and I realized that I wrote the book like I think. So I think I meander when I think. So when I'm speaking, I'll speak to you about something and then I'll go into something else and then I'll come back to it. There's lots of commas, lots of dashes, lots of explanations. And I was like, what? I've literally written this. Like how I talk. Yes, but I think that's so cool. <laughs> no, I really do because I think that it is a peek inside of your head. And I love when authors read their own books because I feel like then we hear it exactly how it was meant to be how it was intended. Yeah, that's so cool. It's harder than you think to read an audiobook, it's right? It's so hard. It's <laughs> People so difficult. They don't realize. And it's, it's like so hard. You're in this booth or I don't know how you did it in quarantine, but I was like, at home in my attic. Okay. And like any sound can throw off the audio and you have to start again and it's it's a lot. Totally. And just to be able to know like what was the intention of what you were writing when you wrote it. You know, yes. what is the tone I want to take? Because I can only take one tone right. when I'm telling the story. So to kind of commit, I'm an actor. So that's what I think about all of these things. Like, what's the tone I'm committing to, you know? So it was, it was, it was a very new and a different experience. 
Okay, so tell listeners where they can find this book, where is it available, and since they are podcast listeners, they're going to want to hear the audio version. Well, you should hear the audiobook because it's kind of really in my voice and it was a hard, hard thing to do. <laughs> so <laughs> hard. Find it on Amazon. You can find it on Barnes and Nobles. You can find it in various places. And I'm just very excited for people to give it a chance and, you know, kind of be curious about my story, my journey. And I'm very excited about it. February 9th. February 9th. It's called Unfinished. Is that right? It's called Unfinished. Yes. Perfect. It's called Unfinished. Thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with us and tell us about your hot sauce, which other spicy people are going to be excited to go grab all of them uh, so they can be just like you. I I sincerely appreciate that. Yes, please get the scorpion one. That feels like the most important to the arsenal. Definitely. (laughs) Priyanka, thank you so much for the time. No, of course. Thank you so much for a lovely conversation. Your Faves Faves is hosted by me, Rachel Hollis. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfouche and edited by Andrew Weller with production support from Sterling Coates. Cameron Berkman is our executive producer. Your Faves Faves is a 3% chance production. Mm